On this episode of the podcast, we're going to be talking about change of direction. Change direction, as far as the defining it, it's pretty much in the name. Your ability to change direction, cut on somebody, be able to just make a move. Um, you know, just it's relatively in the name of what change direction is. But when we start this conversation off, there's three things I want to talk about initially that are the foundation of being able to change direction better. If you go out and just do a bunch of cone drills, it, that can work, but there's a base that you really need to start off of when talking about this topic, and that is your ability to balance, absorb force, and to decelerate. That Those three things, the two, force absorption and deceleration are kind of relatively the same thing, and there's a little bit of differences there, are the foundation in which changing direction, you can get better at changing direction. And I want to paint a picture before I start talking about these three topics. If you have two athletes, both of them are twins, so they're twins, a boy or girl, it doesn't really matter, and they run about the same speed, they're able to change direction about the same, and you have them on a track, twin A is wearing cleats, and twin B is has socks on. They're going to run to the end of the track, touch the wall, and come back. But twin B has the socks on, and at the end of the track, the track is a little slick. Who's going to be able to go down to the end of the track, touch the wall, and come back the fastest? Obviously, twin A. Once twin B gets towards the end of the wall, because they're about to change direction, they're about to have to decelerate, they're not going to be able to decelerate as well. They're not going to be able to hold their balance as well. They're not going to be able to absorb force as well when they get towards the end of the wall because they're going to lose traction they're sliding at the end. They're not going to be able to change direction as fast. So those three concepts are really the base of what change direction is balance force absorption and deceleration and we'll start off with talking about balance more in depth here and this stuff it can be kind of boring i get that but once we get to the beginning of this it'll all make a ton of sense it makes this concept really really easy to grasp onto you have to go over these things first because change direction is so important for injury prevention change direction in most sports or a lot of sports your ability to cut and change direction is going to be your your ability to get around somebody make a move whatever you need to do to make that play so we have to talk about these two things even though they're not the shiniest things in the book i will balance i i trip all the time i i can't i i i'm clumsy we need to work on these things athletes joking about having bad balance if we're having bad balance then it's going to affect your ability to change direction and and actually increase your risk of injury as well. Balance. What is balance? Balance broken down in very textbook form is your center of gravity over your base of support. And what that means is if you were to put your hand above your belly button, you put your hand on your belly button, that we'll say that's relatively where your center of gravity is. And when you're standing there, you have your feet hip width. Right there, your center of gravity is over your base of support, your base of support being your feet. As long as your center of gravity stays over your base of support, you're balanced. But if someone were to come up and push you and your center of gravity goes in the direction they push you and you don't move your base of support, you would lose your balance and fall. So it's all about maintaining your center of gravity over your base. And these change throughout playing your game, playing your sport, whenever you're moving overall. If you were to widen up your base of support, so say you would widen your feet up a little bit, take a bigger base, and then lower yourself down, that means your center of gravity would be getting closer to your base of support. Your base of support would be bigger, so you'd be more stable. You would be able to uh, prevent falling at that point because you're in a more stable position. But if we go the opposite direction, in which you pick one leg off the ground, you pull that knee up nice and high, your base of support is not only getting smaller, but your center of gravity is going to be elevated because you're picking that other knee up. So now your center of gravity is further away from your base of support. 
your base of support is smaller, which is going to reduce your ability to maintain balance. And it's so important to talk about here because when you're talking about cutting or changing direction, typically when you're decelerating or slowing down or cutting, you're going to be making contact with the ground on one foot at those split moments in time. And your ability to control that center gravity of your base of support is going to allow you to not only change direction better, but it's going to allow you to accelerate out of the cut better as well. You have to be able to maintain that center gravity of a base. But then if you're looking at an elite level athlete, and this is something I talked with my athletes at the gym, or uh, I think that's not very commonly known, you want to not only be able to maintain that center of gravity over your base of support, but you want to be able to essentially pull that center of gravity as far away from your base of support but main under control. That's when you're looking at a really elite level athlete or someone making a really big play. As long as it's not in a risky position, being able to do that is kind of the third stage of this when you look at look at balance overall. And then when you're looking at force absorption and deceleration, they're kind of the same thing, but in order to change direction, if you can't absorb force when you're going into a run, so if you're running and you're about to make a cut, before you run, you're not going to or cut, you're not going to do that at full speed. You're going to at a certain point, you're going to have to absorb force, you're going to have to decelerate and change direction. And if you don't have that ability, you're not going to be able to cut as well. You want to be able to go to point A initially as quickly as you can, being able to absorb quickly in that position and then be able to make that move and accelerate out quickly as well. If you can't do those things well, then you're not going to be able to change direction. You can do a ton of cone uh, cone drills. Cone drills are, there's cone drills. There's a place for them uh, in change direction. But you got to start off with the basis of learning those things, whether it's proprioception, so your ability to know where your body's at in space, single leg balance drills. Just overall, you have to work on those things. So how do you work on those things? How do you tr- how do you train? change direction how do you train balance and force absorption initially and that's where hurdles come in or bounding comes in your unilateral works are working on one leg so we'll use hurdles for an example let's say you're just doing a simple two-footed hurdle so you're jumping over a six to twelve inch hurdle when you're having to jump over a hurdle and land when you're landing you're having to absorb force you're having to absorb the body weight in which you're coming down with the speed at which you're coming down with depending on the height of the hurdle and the better you can absorb force over a two-footed hurdle the better you're off you're going to be of being able to absorb force overall. And then you can take it to the next stage where you're doing a single leg hurdle. So now you're changing your center of gravity, you're changing your base of support, and you're forcing yourself to have to control that position, control that balance, and absorb the weight you're coming down with when you're going over the hurdle. That's a really easy base point to start with change direction and working on balance. Even though it's not necessarily running, you're not running in the instance, they translate. There's a translate. There's a, there's a correlation there. And you can work on change of direction with just simply having an athlete run and, and breaking down their steps and then holding a position and making sure when they're breaking those steps down, they're, they're, they're loading, they're using the hips, they're using the glutes, they're using the quads, they're able to absorb force well when they're running. And you can just use those simple drills in a, you know, a progressive fashion in order to work on an athlete's balance and force absorption initially. It's really not that difficult. The difficult thing to do when you're doing that is to make sure that everyone is absorbing force well, making sure the knees stay over the ankles, make sure that they're sitting into the uh, the landing nice and well, making sure they have good posture and they're stable in the floor. If an athlete jumps over a hurdle and they're really just like recoiling out of it versus staying in that bottom position, with the athletes over the gym, sometimes like, all right, I want you to hold position. If I come up and push you on the shoulder, are you going to fall? Are you really stable? Or are you just holding that position? We want to be able to isometrically get into a position and main that, maintain that position really well when it comes to the force absorption or the landing over hurdles. And then when you go into not necessarily more advanced concepts, you can do bounding, you can do just simple broad jumps, 
that force absorption is what you're really looking for. There's a ton. I have a whole list of things that we can do over the gym to work on change direction of force absorption or really injury prevention as well. And then you take it into the next step of doing cutting drills. And that comes, that's where the cone drills come in, you know, working on what we call it, you know, sway leans, being able to absorb force on the inside leg, being able to absorb force on the outside leg and push off of it. There's so many options there. I won't get into a ton of them. We'll just talk about just overall cone drills, hurdles, bounding, work on the force absorption, work on your balance, get better at it. That's that's how you start off the, the conversation with how do you train, uh, change direction well. And then on the back end of this topic of how do you change direction, we have to talk about strength training because strength training is always going to be in these topics because it is that important. You can do your, your, your change direction drills or your hurdle drills, but if you're not adding in a little bit of some type of strength training, doing your squats, doing your unilateral split squats or lunges, then you're not going to have that little extra that you need to really get good at this concept. And we look at strength training. A lot of times we'll start off with what we call eccentrics or what is called eccentrics. So you're working on the eccentric portion being slower, your ability to absorb that force down well, being in a good stable position. It's in the strength world of eccentric or doing slow motion eccentrics. It's not the most fun thing to do. And I get that, but it's so important to do this whenever we're doing several weeks of eccentric training. My athletes are like, ah, oh, why are we doing this? It's so important because your ability to absorb force, it's an easy way to work on learning a new movement. Uh, if you're a little bit younger athlete or you're newer to the movements so of working on doing slow motion eccentrics, being able to absorb force as you're going down into a position. And then we go to more isometric, your ability to be, your ability to hold a position and stay tight and stay table, stable in that position. When your joints at a certain length or you're, ten, you're in, a, in a certain position, with that muscle, when you're in that certain position, say a squat or a split squat, isometric holds are really good. And just doing overall strength training, so your ability, your body's able to take that load when you're going into a cut or jumping over a hurdle. I wanted to put this on the back end of those two things or those several things that we're talking about there, and that is injuries. When you look at an athlete, when they typically sustain an injury, it's more so going to be in the time when they're changing direction. If you look at an ACL injury, they use they break them up in a category of non-contact ACL injuries and contact in ACL injuries. And a non-contact ACL injury is more prevalent in the sense of an athlete was going to cut their foot planted, uh, they, their foot planted, and their knee went valgus, their knee went out, whatever their knee did, and they tear their ACL or do something to their knee or they roll an ankle, whatever it is. It usually happens in that moment in time when they're trying to cut or absorb force. So working on those concepts helps with injury prevention. This is where sports performance really comes into injury prevention is breaking down these concepts and and trying to focus on preventing injury by making an athlete stronger and being able to absorb force. And we have to talk about cue angle here. What is a cue angle? A cue angle is, let's say you put your hand on the side of your hip and you were to draw a line down to your knee and your, your feet are in about a hip width stance. You draw all the way down to your knee. What is the difference between that line you've drawn down and your knee? Females typically have a wider pelvis, so their pelvic bone is going to be a little bit wider. So because that pelvic bone is a little bit wider, that cue angle, that distance from between that knee and that line you've drawn down is going to be typically a little bit bigger. The bigger the cue angle, the more risk an athlete is at having ACL tear, just injury pro overall, because there's a there's a an inward force being pressed on that knee. So that's why you see ACL injuries more prevalent in female athletes. Not saying that, that male athletes don't get ACL injuries, but we want to really want to target on strengthening the proper muscles to prevent that, letting an athlete 
know, okay, well, you got to maybe you got a little bit bigger Q angle, make sure we're, we're really, really focused on that force absorption over hurdles. Female athletes tend to be more flat footed as well. And if they're flat footed, it's just compounding on top of that Q angle where their feet, uh, they don't have that quite that arch in their foot. So they're going to end up rolling in more with the knee. So we want to address those things when we're training an athlete, being able to say, okay, you're a little bit flat footed. Maybe we need to get some different shoes or some arch supports in those shoes. We need to make sure we're strengthening the glutes. We need to make sure when we're landing our knee, staying our ankle and we're in a good position. This is really where we want to step in as a sports performance coach or a coach overall and try to prevent injury as best as possible when we're working on the initial force absorption or deceleration when it comes to change of direction. Now I'm going to talk a little bit more of the advanced concepts that come in when you're talking about change direction, really taking this a step further. When you're going to cut, when you're going to change direction, you're running to a certain point and you're about to make that move. When you're running to that point, you when you're absorbing force, you're creating what's called elastic energy. Think of it like a rubber band. We're creating that rubber band is stretching when you're absorbing into that position. And then we want to take that stretch and essentially apply it to your acceleration. When you're looking at an athlete that can really cut well, their ability to absorb force to hit that elastic, use that elastic energy to come out is usually going to be a little bit higher than someone that hasn't been trained or someone that isn't as good at changing direction. You're looking at elastic injury. We want to get to that point as quickly as possible. And the more force you're carrying into that position, as long as you can absorb it well, the more speed you're taking to that position, that elastic energy is going to allow you to accelerate out quicker because when you're looking change direction this is a big thing when i played soccer when you change direction you want to change speed that's the truth that's how you're gonna get that breakaway you don't want to just get to a point being on absorb and then you're just stuck there if you're stuck in that that position okay you absorb force but you need to get out of that position if you can't absorb it well if you don't have that good elastic absorption where you're getting that good stretch where you're not too deep into the cut and be able to come out then you're not going to then that acceleration portion is going to struggle as well so when you're looking at change of direction, being able to absorb force, but being able that elastic energy, you want to get that stretch and then boom, get out of that corner, be able to change direction quickly and, and accelerate out well. If you're not in a good position, you're not going to be able to accelerate out as well. If your posture is in a bad position where you've got your foot, where you got too much weight on the outside foot versus the inside foot, depending on what you're doing, you can get into a, a situation where you're not going to be able to accelerate as quick as possible. So you want to be able to absorb force, not only just on the inside leg sometimes, but sometimes on the outside leg. That leg needs to be stiff when you're pushing. You need to be at a 45 degree angle here, 45 degree angle here. You need your posture to be in this position. That's when you go back to center of gravity of your base of support. Is, okay, maybe my feet are in this position, my, my center of gravity, I'm trying to pull in this position and cut that's where you get that that really elite level ability to change direction is you're you're kind of pulling that center of gravity away but then also really controlling that position and being able to get out because you're putting yourself in a more advantageous position to accelerate out because you have your center of gravity in the direction you're going to go but your feet had to essentially go in the opposite direction inside of that cut the last thing i want to talk about on this topic is the differences between sports when it comes to change of direction the differences in the sense of if you're looking at uh, a jumping athlete, so I would say jumping athletes would be more so a basketball athlete or a volleyball athlete versus a more more of a cutting athlete. So that would be more of a lacrosse or soccer or a field hockey. Or you're looking at more of a softball or baseball. There's some differences when it comes to change direction. Not saying that overall the concept is different. Change direction is change direction, force absorption, force absorption, balance, and all that. It's all the same stuff. But when it comes to training, it, what, what are you going to focus on more of? If I've got a basketball athlete or a volleyball athlete and it's preseason or whatever season they're in, depending on what season they're in, we're going to work, we need to work on more of the horizontal, so more of the jumping. If it's a softball athlete, they're not going to be jumping. Are they going to change this direction as much as a soccer athlete? No. But you still have to work on these concepts to prevent injury. 
And that's where jumping really comes in here. I tell my athletes all the time, if I got a field hockey athlete in and we're doing hurdles or we're doing plyometrics, they don't seem the most encouraged to do them. They're like, uh, why am I jumping? I don't, I don't jump in my sport. Horizontal power, so jumping, there's a correlation between horizontal power and vertical power or vertical speed, uh, essentially. The higher you can jump, there's typically a correlation and the faster you can go. A great example is I had one of my athletes come back in more recently and he'd been working out a lot on his own. He'd been basketball season. He'd been doing a lot of his own stuff, a lot of very heavy basketball season. And I taught him how to jump off of, of two feet. He was, he was a one foot basketball jumper. He can only jump off one. I taught him how to, t- I taught him how to jump off two. He worked on his own. He came back in and he's got a 30 inch vertical now off just two feet straight up, just a, a straight vert. And then if he's, he's doing more of an approach, a three-step approach and, and being able to jump off there, he's 30 plus on his vertical, but he's also one of the faster guys in the gym right now. That's not out of, that's not a mistake. That's, there's a correlation there. If, if we were to run the numbers on which athlete is going to be the fastest, okay, let's do the numbers. On, okay, you're the fastest in the laser timer. Let's see what your vertical is. There's probably going to be a correlation there. So they go hand in hand. When you're doing your your jump training or your, your, your hurdles, jump higher. It will help later on with your not only your ability to absorb force because you're jumping higher and having to absorb force more and change direction, but it helps out with speed. Those plyometrics are important and they, they, seem, they can be, seem to be very boring. They can just like, ah, oh, we're jumping over hurdles. No, they're so important and they need to be done and to be done well to prevent injury, but then also to get you to jump higher. I try to encourage my athletes on both ends of the spectrum there. It's like, we're not just doing this for injury prevention because that's not flashy. That's not fun. Oh, injury prevention. Who cares? Well, no one cares about injury prevention. So you have an injury, right? Well, okay. If you do this as well, you're going to be able to change direction better. Oh, you do this is better. You're going to be able to uh, run faster because you can jump higher. Overall, that's the pretty quick breakdown of what change direction is. I'll catch you guys in the next one.